This one I loved from 2003, Rob Zombie's first film, House of a Thousand Corpses. For you who listen to podcasts and listen to Nerdist podcast, uh, what's that guy's name? Who? <laughs> He's on Talking Dead. He's a stand-up. Uh, I have no idea. What you're anyway, about. that sorry guy. You don't, you don't listen to this shit Fuck you But uh Chris Hardwick That's right Uh So the gore fest Follows two young couples On their quest To find the truth About a mythical character Known as Dr. Satan Set in rural Texas In the 70s The group gets more Than they bargain for When they find themselves Stranded in an All too realistic House of horrors Uh So before I heard I was listening to um What's it called? Uh, what's that horror show? Horror Hound? Yeah. They were talking about Sherry Zombie, Rob Zombie's wife, who mm-hmm. he puts in all his films. And one of those guys was like talking shit like she's the fucking worst. But <laughs> do you know her at all? No. She's just, she's this like 100 pound blonde chick who's like, super, her characters, at least in these first two movies, is. Uh, Kind of annoying voice, and so I can see someone finding her annoying. But I really feel like she's almost like a staple to Rob Zombie's movies. And she, in in, in House of a Thousand Corpses and uh, Devil's Rejects, she's one of the killers, and she's just kind of this girl that's like excited to kill people and kind of a psychopath, you know. So I don't know. I think her character fits well, and hmm. I really liked her in the movies. Uh, yeah, Captain Spaulding is the character that's in... He's the one, I think, connection between House of a Thousand Corpses and uh, Devil's Rejects. Sig Haig plays that guy. Who's that? He's been in a lot of horror movies. Uh, yeah. So, yeah, Chris Hardwick's in it, among other things. Uh, Dwight from The Office, Rain Wilson, is in it. <laughs> and uh, it's... Weird. There's really creepy moments in it. There's lots of stuff where I'm like, that character looks like 
this other character in like this movie. Like there's a character I feel like is from Texas Chainsaw Two, mm-hmm. and that I feel like he used in it, like like the same model. So hi everyone. I was a little bit off on this one again, uh, and yet I was kind of on at the same time. That character from Texas Chainsaw Massacre Two, his name is Chop Top Sawyer. He's really cool, really creepy. He's played by a guy named Bill Mosley. That guy also played Otis in House of a Thousand Corpses and The Devil's Rejects. Uh, he's in horror movies all the time, but yeah, he's really cool. So I highly recommend Tex Chainsaw 2, as well as uh, House of a Thousand Corpses and, of course, Devil's Rejects. Okay, back to the show. Are these movies like... Like, uh, okay, so you were talking about House of a Thousand Corpses and um, Devil's Rejects Rejects earlier. And, like, I've never seen Rob Zombie's movies because they kind of... Besides Halloween. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he has, like... I had, like, that impression since, like, high school that, like, his movies were, like, really fucked up and, like... Kind of like how the Hostel movies have that sort of reputation. No. But then, like, like once you watch it, it's like, that wasn't, like, as crazy as, like, everyone makes it. I would gladly watch this movie again. And it's just, like, um... It's a... It really felt like a whole... Like, like, like a love letter to horror. And, you know, Rob's a sound guy, so... There's lots of moments where there's, like... He's just really building. Like there was moments where, like, wow, this looks like some fucked up shit from like a music video, you know. Oh. <laughs> and he likes to use a lot of um, slowed down tape recordings, you know, like and that kind of stuff. <laughs> and um, but I don't know. I think I think this is like a real classic, and I think I liked it more than Devil's Rejects. Um, yeah. Cool. Wait, 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 wait. The whole thing felt like a haunted house, and the monster slash people kept getting crazier as you go deeper, almost on like a Cinnabite, Hellraiser kind of level. Mm. Like, you don't know if he's made these people Dr. Satan or uh, what. But yeah, I highly recommend it. And if anybody wants to watch it, I'll do it. <laughs> All right. <laughs> All right, Kevin. Like he'll drive over to my house and watch it. Yeah, watch this thing. Yeah. Um, another one on Netflix called Honeymoon. Did you guys? Actually, I have seen that, but I didn't watch it for like this segment of summer movies that we did. But I've I've seen it in the past. Oh yeah. I'll read the uh, quick synopsis for you. A newlywed couple finds their Lake Country honeymoon descend into chaos after Paul, the husband, finds B. Wandering and disoriented in the middle of the night. Uh, so the girl's Egret from Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. What's her name? Uh, the actress, actress's name is Rose Leslie. Yeah. And then the husband Rose. is actually um, Doctor Frankenstein from Penny Dreadful. <laughs> Harry Brian. tried away. The yeah. show's bullshit, by the way. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah well, I, that's what I thought of when we were talking about bad shows that we watch. Yeah, Pain yeah. dreadful. Oh, okay. Um, that was a quick decline from... Yeah. 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 So they, they're on their honeymoon, and they go to her, like, family house in the woods. Like on a, It's like a cabin um, for their honeymoon. And a cabin in the woods? Yeah, kind of. 
it starts out pretty normal and then they run into like this old i guess an old friend of theirs who is like being really crazy and it's like his wife comes out and she's like weird and he's basically saying like she's sick or something is but this like a air or bread air, and breakfast airbud an airbud no, no it's, it's a, like in the, the small like town the, they the run girl into them. grew up there basically yeah. and now she's back for her honeymoon so they're kind of like a little weirded out by that but then i think maybe the first night or second night or something they're there he, the husband wakes up in the middle of the night and b has gone so he's like trying to look for her and ends up finding her out in the middle of the woods like naked and like apparently sleepwalking but after that like things start going weird she starts like talking to herself and acting weird and like forgets to batter the bread when she's doing french toast and just burns it and like he is like, almost like concussion symptoms like at the beginning so he's like not really sure what's going on um but then he starts finding like weird like she starts developing like these nasty like sores on her legs and he finds like this like goopy stuff like with her nightgown all the time um and more or less comes out that like she got like spoiler alert yeah do you yeah. want a spoiler alert or no. no oh yeah, well, you don't have to ruin, ruin it, fucker. All right, well then that's that's honeymoon then. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I don't know what to say, but uh, yeah, without was, spoiling it, there is a really like extended disgusting yeah. scene of him like finding something inside of her and like pulling oh. it out. Dude, it's like a magic trick. Like it a just keeps worm? pulling and pulling. <laughs> well, it's it has to do with what the story is about, but is that so a face was, moment. <laughs> yeah. I was yeah, like, it was pretty oh. grossed out by it. All right, my last H. Did you have another H? That's a 65, no. by the way, on that one. Oh, 65. It is okay. Okay, I watched 2009's The House of the Devil. Anyone seen that? Yeah, I've seen uh, it. In the uh, past. Ty West, right? Ty West of the Sacrament, ABC's of Death, VHS, Cam Fever 2. Uh, during a night of 83, there's a full lunar eclipse. Samantha Hughes takes a babysitting job surrounded by mysterious circumstances before she finds out her client's terrifying secret. And the secret is they're like Satanists. Yeah. After watching the first half of this movie, I would have said this was one of the best I've ever seen. 80s vibe. I'm kind of getting tired of these movies that fucking set in the 80s. It's in vogue right now. It's bullshit. It's like, realize it. Come on, people. But I liked it. It's like, uh, or what's that? Stranger Things. Yeah, yeah. but not just the style, but the way it was shot, the music, the editing, the colors of the titles. It was all very eighties. Um, there's a move during the intro where the girl's walking, and every time they put up a title of a of an actor or a person who is in the film, she like freezes. It kind of felt like a Family Ties episode. <laughs> but yeah, uh, it had a lot of build up, and then it was like, oh, there's Satanists. Playing, oh, they're dead. Like, yeah. So yeah, yeah. Seventy-two, House of the Devil. I will not watch. I it again. enjoyed that one, but yeah, I don't know if I'd watch it again. Kind of right. slow. Gabe, movie. you're not keeping your notes for all these. I keep the scary tomatoes. That's it, though. Oh. All right. I have to pee. I kind of do too. I do you want to stop it? By the way, this is not a sponsor. But have you guys had Trader Joe's? <laughs> Beer bread? No. No. What's that? Do yourself a favor. I'll get some on the way home. Get some on the way home. 
All you need is some shredded cheese, this beer bread mix, and any kind of beer you want. It's fucking delicious. And melted butter. Wait, you, you Wait. bake it or what? Here's what I use. I made it twice in like the last weekend, uh, which is this weekend, Sunday. Uh, <laughs> you have this powdery stuff that's in the box. You pour a beer into it. You mix it up. Then you put some cheese in it if you want. Then you put it in a glass bowl and uh, or whatever the fuck you pan. And then you half half a stick of butter over that. Mm-hmm. Bake it for like 55 minutes. I mean, I've made it twice this weekend and it's all gone right now. So mm. so it makes something flat like a brownie? No. It makes a loaf. It's a loaf. It rises. Okay. Okay. Yeah. What kind of beer did you use? The first time I used... There's a, and I'm from San Jose. There's like a shark's beer. Uh, oh, yeah. I saw that. And then... Uh, On your Insta. Bullshit. And then I used Who Garden yesterday. It says, go with, go with a lager for a lighter profile, an IPA for a hearty, hoppy taste, or a stout for a rich result. All right. Let's get mm. back. I. But there's some more instructions. I. Anyone else have an I? Yeah. Wake me up at S. Okay. <laughs> All right. I. Two films. Unfortunately. One is, it's, it's the second best film I watched in this whole chunk. Josh, did you watch it? What? I don't know what you're talking about. The Invitation. I did. I, I, I haven't. I was going to. Right. But I'm, I'm all was yours Was that right on the now. list you sent me? Probably. He told us to watch it separately earlier. Yeah, I watched it. From 2015. The synopsis. While attending a dinner party at his former home, a man thinks his ex-wife and her new husband have sinister intentions for their guests. Uh, so, it's his former home... It's just, so it's his ex-wife and her new guy. He has a girlfriend and it's a bunch of their old friends. And basically the whole movie, you're just constantly like, is his new, is his ex-wife and her new guy, are they in a cult? Mm-hmm. And are they trying, if they are in a cult, are they going to try to kill us tonight? Or are they, are they just in a cult and they're just weird? And the movie keeps going back and forth. Is he like the odd man out or is it like everybody minus the couple that He's is... definitely more paranoid than them. Yeah. Yeah. But uh Josh I don't want to spoil much. Yeah, because I, yeah. I do actually. But uh, yeah, I think it's, it. I mean if, if there's some movies from this chunk that you take away and we got to watch it, I would say watch this one. Cuz especially cuz it's free on Netflix. Yeah. <laughs> Netflix. Yeah. Yeah, I enjoyed it a lot. The so director, that, Karen Kusama, I think, if I'm not mistaken, sh- Shudder does, like, uh, curated collections, you know, sometimes? Yeah. And I think she has, like, one up there now, like, movies that she recommends uh, that I want to check out. But I like her because um, she directed Jennifer's Body. Have you seen that? I just assumed it sucked because uh, yeah. it's got that girl in it. Yeah, that's what everyone says when I bring up that Megan Fox. Movie. Yeah, but I really liked that movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I think it, I heard I saw it on some list. So yeah, maybe it's alright. Yeah, it is. Right. It's alright. Glad to hear it. So yeah, the invitation, everybody. Ready? Accept it. It's kind of like Murder Party. Uh, in, in some sense. ways, in a sense. Let's not give away too much. Okay, but okay, you might have just okay, done okay. 
Well, I'm out I'm just gonna now until um, <laughs> M. All right. We're going to roll through. The next I film I have is Ilsa, She-Wolf of the SS. Oh, wow. You saw it? 1975. Synopsis. Ilsa is an evil Nazi warden at a death camp that conducts medical experiments. (laughs) Why the quotes? Ilsa's goal is to prove that women can withstand more pain and suffering than men and therefore should be allowed to fight on the front lines. Was that an Austin Powers medical experiments quotation you just did? I did air quotes for a podcast, but I think people understood what I meant. Yeah, was it an Austin Powers reference or no? It sounded no. like it. They weren't actual medical Yeah, they were just fucking like okay, I'm gonna I'm gonna boil you. You know, no, I know. Never mind. Right. I thought you were trying to talk like Can we have one to... podcast where you don't bring up Austin Powers? <laughs> <laughs> Do um, I have I done that before? So subplot, <laughs> Ilsa likes to fuck the men in the camp and then castrate them when they disappoint her sexually. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and of course, there's uh, one. Uh, this is such like a grindhouse kind of plot. There's one American prisoner who she won't castrate because uh, he fucks her right, basically, you know. And he's like, yeah, like, ever since I was a kid, I can just last as long as I want. And, like, sometimes days. <laughs> so the movie was, I thought, enjoyable for its absurdity. There, there's a scene where the beginning, she's fucking some guy, and then she's like, oh, and then he comes, and she's like, oh, why did you come? And then the next scene, like, she has a dick cut off, so. Um... I gave it a 75. It was kind of a goof, but it's kind of hard to find. I got it on, like, I think I got it on eBay. But, uh, it's, <laughs> wow. yeah. I was like, that movie sounds weird. But, I, yeah, that movie. Apparently, there's several Elsa movies. Yeah, that come that title comes up a lot for. I'll loan it things. to you guys if you want, because, uh, I don't need to watch it for a few months. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on to Jay. I watched a movie. Oh, man. Okay, 2012's John Dies at the End. I have seen it. From the director of Bubba Hotep, Don Cascarelli. I've also listened to the audiobook. Wow, this movie sucked. You didn't like it? No. I remember not liking it either. So a new street drug that sends its users across time and dimensions has one drawback. Some people return as no longer human. Can two college dropouts save humankind from this silent, otherworldly invasion? This movie reminded me of a movie called Mom and Dad Save the World. I don't know if you remember that. Mm. No. It's a really stupid movie. I definitely did not like this movie. It was weird upon weird, and the whole time I was watching, I was thinking at least John dies at the end. (laughs) (laughs) But John does not die at the end. So fuck this movie. I also kept thinking this would be a really bad movie to watch high. So, because yeah. it's so fucking weird. And I gave it a 22. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Next movie. J4, Joyride, 2001. You guys know this movie? No. It's, I don't uh, think so. So, Steve Zahn, do you know him? He's in, like, That Thing You Do. And who, who's the guy that died from, uh... He died, he, he was the guy from, uh... Fast and the Furious. Oh yeah, yeah. Paul Walker. Yeah. So the two of them are are 
on a drive across the like country or whatever, and th- Steve Zan decides to get a CB radio because it'll like be fun. And then they are talking to a truck driver, and they tell him they like Paul Walker puts on a girl voice and he's like, "Hi, my name is Susie, and I want to get fucked and all this stuff." And then the truck driver's like, "Well, Susie, tell me where you are." And and it says, "Oh yeah, go to this hotel room. I like pink champagne." And, and so the truck driver goes to the hotel room, and it's some asshole guy that they like kind of set up. Mm-hmm. And then the truck driver kills that asshole guy. And then he feels like they made a fool of him, so he continues to follow them and kind of get revenge. I don't feel like I enjoyed this movie. I think Paul Walker takes away from it. I don't know if he's... I think I'm landing on he's a bad actor, unfortunately. (laughs) I hate to speak ill of the dead, but, uh, you know. Yeah, I don't don't know why. When I watched it, I was like, I feel like... There's no reason why this movie should be given low marks. But, I don't know. So I gave it an 84 with a big, uneasy... Like maybe it should be like a 54? Yeah, but mm. I don't know. <laughs> and there's a Joyride 2, apparently. I haven't seen it. But the director is the same guy from Rounders. I think it was fine, though. I don't know. I don't know what to say. Okay. Confounded. K for Krampus. Oh, yeah. It's not in the red box anymore. I still haven't it. seen it. It's a really good movie. It's coming around again to Christmas now. Yeah. <laughs> I put it up there with like, there's another Krampus movie though that I haven't seen, but this one is the one with the dude from the Parks one. and Rec. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah. A boy who has a bad Christmas ends up accidentally summoning a Christmas demon to his family's home. Uh, before I saw it, I saw a review from Joe Whitford and Harley Poe. He compared it to Gremlins and how much like fun it was, and that's I, that's I agree. A lot of fun. Well, uh, Krampus, you see Krampus <laughs> in it, but you more see his like little minions, and some of them are like I would compare. Do they it to, call them elves. Is that right? Uh, oh, like hell elves. That up? Yeah. <laughs> okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, no, like they were, they kind of felt like maybe they were inspired a little bit by Nightmare Before Christmas, like all the weird little creatures mm-hmm. in uh, that town. But um, all I can say is there. Yeah, it had, it had a good ending, and it made there were elements of the ending where I was like, "Uh oh, are they gonna do this? That's gonna suck," but they didn't. So I don't know how. To, Explain that better, but uh, highly recommend. There's also an artifact from this film that you can find on Etsy. That's really cool. So there's like a little bell that says like Krampus on it. Mm. That I kind of want one of now. Yeah. Maybe for your next birthday episode. Mm. Ooh. <laughs> tuck this away. Yeah. <laughs> so I'll be revisiting this annually, hopefully for the rest of my life, and I give it a 92. Whoa. Wow. We still going strong with me? Yeah. Yeah, for the while still. Wait, what are you, when are you up, Josh? M, and even then it's like... Okay. L, Leprechaun, the original from 1993. Mm-hmm. I was like, these movies are lame, because that last movie I saw of this was Leprechaun in the Hood, you know? You didn't like that one? I mean, it was stupid. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what you want. <laughs> but, uh... I was like, but the first one's going to be good, right? No. No. An evil, sadistic leprechaun goes on a killing rampage in search of his beloved gold. (laughs) 
Uh, starring Warwick Davis and Jennifer Aniston. Really bad. Maybe good for a kid's first horror movie to get them into the genre. But uh, <laughs> it'd be a real chore if you made me watch the rest of these. I thought maybe the original film would have a bit more edge to it, but no. 19 points. Ouch. Okay. This is one of the last films I watched in our chunk. L for Lords of Salem. I believe mm. this... I don't know if this is a Rob Zombie film. Yeah, mm. I've wanted to see this one. It's not good. I no. mean, no, I was disappointed. I gave it a 70. Um, Heidi, a radio DJ, has sent a box containing a record as a gift from the Lords. The sounds within the grooves trigger flashbacks of her town's violent past. Is Heidi going mad or are the Lords back to take revenge on Salem, Massachusetts? I felt like his first two movies were like about serial killers, you know, and and evil serial killers, satanic serial killers. But he wanted to do like a witch thing with this, which I think was not that scary, you know. So it's kind of like, oh, okay, like it felt kind of like a long music video. Therefore, you know what I mean? Like, and there was a guy that's I guess was like the devil, who's like. A little person in like a rubber suit and with like a dick, you know, and he's gonna like fuck her and impregnate her with the Antichrist. And I don't know, it's kind of that's yeah, it sounds a little tired. Mm-hmm. So, some cool imagery, but kind of boring. And I gave it a 70. Okay, Josh, we're at our letter. <laughs> I got two for this one. How about okay, you? well, I'll just say mine just because. Uh, Jono and I picked this just on title alone, Messiah for Evil. Okay. <laughs> uh, from 1973. Um, and it was honestly, like, so boring that we didn't even, like, pay attention to it. So, I'm sorry. Yeah. That's right. So, what do you give It's a good input not to watch this. So, yeah, don't pick movies just based off their title. <laughs> don't pick Messiah for Evil. Honestly, I'd have to watch it again to actually rate it because we just kind of. You always... fucker. Give it a rating. 30. That's a high, <laughs> a high praise for a movie you can't even remember. I would give it a 25 at the max. Title 85. <laughs> Messiah for Evil. I pick them based on the title and. The screenshot on the Netflix selection. <laughs> Does it look interesting? Well, my two M movies are the same title. They're both the 1980 and the 2013 version of Maniac. Mm. Have you seen these, Josh? <sighs> no, unfortunately. William Lustig directed the first one. He also directed Maniac Cop, which I think I made you watch one. Yeah, night. <laughs> yeah, that, that one was fun. As well as Uncle Sam. A movie we want. No uh, so How do you go from Maniac to Uncle Sam? I think Maniac was like his first, or one of his first, but it says a psychopath troubled by his childhood abuse, loose in New York, kills young women and takes their scalps as his trophies. Will he find the perfect woman in a photographer and end his killing spree? I know this is a classic, but I found it boring. It reminded me of Henry, Portrait of a Serial Killer... Uh, which I actually liked a little bit more, but it was just really grimy. I was interested to see what Elijah Wood did with it in the remake, because he plays the main killer. And? 
Uh, strike one. Okay, now on to Elijah Woods. The director, Frank Calhoun, <laughs> uh, will be the director of Amityville, The Awakening, in 2017. Oh, good. We need another Amityville movie. <laughs> yeah. As, so strike one, the whole film is hardcore Henry style perspective. So you only see Elijah Wood's face when he like looks in a mirror or something. Yeah, I think I've seen the first like half hour of this one. The character had a lot less range than Joe Spinelli's. And Joe Spinelli, you'll know from, he was in Rocky, mm-hmm. uh, Taxi Driver, he was in Godfather 2, a bunch of movies. But uh, Joe Spinelli was like a maniac when he was a maniac but he could put on the charm when he went on a date and Elijah Wood was always kind of like fucking crazy uh I kind of dug the spirit of going against the PC grain uh in that wait why did I say that <laughs> the movie goes against it or Elijah Wood's character um well, there's not... I don't feel like... Correct me if I'm wrong, but I don't feel like there's a lot of movies with, like, a dude just killing women, like, because he's, like, a, you know, fucked-up rapist guy anymore. Like, does, am I wrong with that? It's Because ultimately, you could watch this movie and be like, this just promotes violence against women, mm-hmm. you know, which I kind of like that... that sounds weird but like i don't know <laughs> yes, it just seems it like it weird. seems like if you tried to make this movie nowadays they kind of wouldn't let it happen like you can't just have a movie where you just kill women because he's got some issues with his mom and stuff you mm. know but i don't know so i don't know it, it this was like a real art project i think for elijah wood and frank calhoun and um there is an O-Face moment in this film, though, where Elijah Wood straight-up scalps a lady. Oh. It's mm-hmm. kind of gnarly. And she's, like, still alive, and you're just like, damn, best-case scenario, she's going to be bald forever. But <laughs> <laughs> When they scalp you, do you grow back skin? Um, <laughs> we should look I up. I don't know. Scalping survivors? Yeah. Anyway. You saw The Revenant, right? Uh, Tom Hardy gets scalped. I did not. But anyway, the original Maniac, I give it a 49. The remake, 53. Mm. Yeah, I feel like I could just never see those movies and not regret it. I was definitely crossing off like, okay, I saw that shit, Mm. you know? Yeah. Sounds boring. All right. N. Not. Nightbreed. Yeah. I looked at the... I've seen Just that a one. Title on the, you know, the Netflix show, um, like preview of it. Just because you said you watched it, but I did. Yeah, it was in your ten that you told us you watched. Oh, okay. Yeah, nineteen ninety. Clive Barker directed it. Who also did Hellraiser, mm-hmm. and it kind of had a Hellraiser vibe. Uh, a troubled young man is drawn into a mythical place called Midian, where a variety of monsters are hiding from humanity. Um. A lot of mom jeans in this movie, it felt. <laughs> Nobody looks like they should be in a movie, you know? <laughs> like, you know, you see a lady, like, you're a model, or you look like you should be in a movie. Those people weren't in this movie at all. <laughs> like, this, this looks like... They're just like, I'm going to find the first ten people I see on the street and put them in a movie. It felt like that. 
Danny Elfman music. It was one year Before after Spider-Man. Batman. And I think he used the same score <laughs> but like the whole time. I was just like, <laughs> yeah, but it was to like, you know, these uh, Nightbreed types, which they weren't exactly vampires, but I don't know. The music took me out. They were all, what movie, What year did that movie come out? Batman, I think was 89 and this was 90. Yeah. So. Was this the Michael Keaton Batman? Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, I gave this a 68. Yeah, I don't remember anything about Nightbreed, like, exciting me at all. No. But, I mean, there's uh, the one thing I'd say is the creatures were all just kind of yeah. some cool Clive Barker kind of stuff. Mm. All right. Oh, for Oculus. Oh, you did see Oculus. Yeah, I didn't want to say anything. Why? Because <laughs> it's a review. Now it's, yeah. <laughs> There's, it's oh, not shit, a review. Oh, shit, he had seen it. That's what our listeners are thinking. He that with House of a Thousand Corpses, too. You were like, I may or may not have seen House of a Thousand Corpses. <laughs> yeah. Can't, can't, can't give it away. The people. Uh, I didn't. <laughs> I watched this movie because I was looking up reviews from Roper, Richard Roper. And I was like, I want to see all these movies. If, like, because cause he was giving all these horror movies, like, bad reviews and stuff. Mm-hmm. So what is one he likes? Because on his, on his website, you can, like, break down the genre thing. And he said Oculus was really good. Hmm. Did you like this movie, Josh? Um, I don't remember hating it, but it's kind of one of those movies that just, like, I watched it and I can't remember a single thing about it except for the mirror. Well, there's a mirror... That basically fucks with your perception, and it's not just like you see things in the mirror. It's like your reality. Yeah, so I could think changes. I'm in a room with you guys, and I could really just be here alone with a gun to my head, staring in the mirror. Yeah. Uh, a woman tries to exonerate her brother, who was convicted of murder, by proving that the crime was committed by a supernatural mirror. The problem I had with this movie is that the mirror alters the victim's perception of reality. So we're never really aware of what's real. And mm. I was like, well, we're going to find out at the end, right? It's like, no, it could all be bullshit. You know? <laughs> uh, it's all just the whole movie is one person sitting in the mirror watching it. Yeah. The protagonist has set up an elaborate plan to destroy the mirror that she never quite get around to. And uh, there was a scene where I gave. <laughs> there was a scene, I will say. Where I gave what I imagined was my longest O face ever. Ever? That's what I wrote at the moment. I don't know. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know. I kind of didn't get it. Uh, it made me feel stupid, but I got a feeling that I'm not stupid. But, <laughs> <laughs> but I gave it a 71. <laughs> All right. Ready for more horror? I watched too many movies. Yeah, you did. The Orphanage. See all these fucking plots. Like this one's about supernatural orphans, you know. (laughs) (laughs) A woman brings her family back to her childhood home, which was an orphanage. I picked this movie because it was one of the first movies our friend Lauren mentioned that she might be picking for us, and I kept on not watching because I was like, Lauren's gonna pick it, and she never did. Uh, Is this Ty West too? No, this is J.A. Bayona, who's currently directing the Jurassic World sequel. Um, Sweet. It is a Guillermo del Toro Presents movie, though. Mm. Mm. 
So essentially, this is a haunted orphanage story. While being a little bored for most of this movie, it does have an ending that I really liked. And I dare say it's worth the work that you put into it. It's not a mind-blowing Fight Club ending, but I really like the idea. Uh (laughs) Uh-oh. I never gave it a scary tomato. Oh, man. But I watched it so long ago. (laughs) See, Josh? 70. Wait, wait, here's what I do. I look at my scary tomatoes. Okay, was it... comparable titles that you probably felt the same about. It was better than Vavitch. (gasps) What? Better than Vavitch? Well, yeah, I... You know what? Fuck that movie. I'm officially saying it. I was all nervous because you guys were like... This is the best fucking movie ever. And I disagree. <laughs> I Fuck. say it was the best fucking movie ever. Basically. <laughs> I, I'm giving this a 78. Yeah. I was listening to someone the other day. They were talking about The Witch. And they were like, yeah, like, where the fuck were all the witches? And I was like, exactly. But I seemed uncool when I said that in our discussion. And everyone was like, you didn't think this was the best movie ever? And I feel like if there was a bunch of witches, it would be like, okay, so this is just a movie about a bunch of witches. That's awesome. <laughs> How, but then Lords of Salem kind of sucked, so, you know, can't make me happy. Yeah, yeah. I think that's actually the, the takeaway point of all this is Gabe can't be satisfied. No, uh, I, dude, I have, a, I have a, my highest ranked ever movie. Still, oh, yeah, I'm excited. still coming at still to come. I'm excited to be honest. <laughs> um, okay. So <laughs> Oculus is better than the witch, okay. Moving on. Okay, P. No, the orphanage. <laughs> orphanage, sorry. Yeah. I read some movie yeah. called The Pact. Hmm. I don't even fucking remember this movie. Uh, the, <laughs> I just wrote that it was born. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, let's move on. <laughs> this would have this is what happens when you force yourself to watch like alphabet. I know, you just type P and see oh, yeah, what but comes I watched up. this movie called Q the Winged Serpent. It totally <laughs> sucked. Anyway, <laughs> P the Pact, I gave it a thirty seven. <laughs> I don't suggest you watch it. Alright. Another P movie though that I fucking love was Pieces from nineteen eighty two. Oh uh, yeah, no, I haven't Never heard seen of it. it. I I keep hearing it. I fucking good. Yeah, I gave it an eighty-five. Um, oh, a chainsaw killer mutilates college kids in this eighty slasher favorite. Uh, a lot of this movie doesn't make sense, but I loved it. Right in that era when horror films started to show realistic horrific kills, but didn't feel the need to make things believable. It was really action-packed. The scene that describes the movie best to me is a scene where the killer, you know those uh, pool nets? Yeah. There's a girl swimming. Oh, I know oh, those know. pool nets. <laughs> Josh, is a, Josh is a pool boy now. <laughs> well, he puts a pool I'm getting net. real good at using those pool nets. There's a girl swimming. I don't know if you're joking. I'm just I'm not. <laughs> um, But he puts a pool net over this girl's head as she's like swimming and like catches her and reels her in. <laughs> and she just like falls into it. But you could totally like just dunk under yeah. your head. This, but she, oh no, my head is stuck in this pool net. And then he Aww. like pulls her up and then like kills her what? with a chainsaw. <laughs> There's also the the killer is making the pieces to make like a image of a woman or something like that. Is that right outside? Yeah. Don't mind the wild pack of chihuahuas that are uh, storming through the studio right now. 
Um, then anyway, there's like a DVD version of this. I guess it's got like the same puzzle that he, it's like a puzzle of his women because he has like a puzzle from his youth. Anyway, okay. Pieces, badass. Go watch it. Q, Q, the winged serpent. <laughs> I've heard of this one. Uh, yeah, it's just like Godzilla in the sky, it's fucking serpent, you know. <laughs> um, you know. I don't talk like that. <laughs> Starring David Carradine, that was kind of cool. Oh yeah. Uh, he died of erotic, erotic asphyxiation. Auto erotic. What I say? I don't know. Erotic, <laughs> maybe. Uh, so anyway, the guy from Shaft was in it. That was cool. <laughs> I feel like every ten years or so, people try to remake Godzilla type movie, and this is an example of that. I gave it a thirty-five because it sucked. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're on to the R's. Is one of you guys up? Uh, uh, I double check S. my list. S. Oh, yeah, I have an R movie. Oh, did you watch Rated any movies I suggested? R. No, I didn't have time. Oh, you fucker. I watched movies I wanted to watch well, instead. Then you asked me for a list of movies that I... I know, but I ended up watching ones <laughs> I wanted to watch well, I ended instead. Up ignoring it. Sorry, Lucy. Wow. Sorry. All right. Hit it. So you got something for our, you get some farther, Joshy? Yeah. Should, should I go or you I watched this with John O <laughs> and your brother. <laughs> I don't I think maybe I don't know how we ended up watching this. Maybe John O had always wanted to watch it. Uh it's called Rampage. <laughs> Directed by U Bowl. Um I didn't like it one bit. Like it's just <laughs> Gun violence the whole way through. It's now is that you? I don't know where you stand on these things. Did you <sighs> see John Wick? That's a lot of gun violence. This is like it's basically just a movie about like all of the horrible like gun killing news stories. Oh, like, so it's like this, bummer shit. Yeah, like this guy just like loads up on like body armor and automatic weapons. And he's just like this angry dude. And then the movie is just him storming through his town, killing people like strangers with guns. The whole movie. Like, that was it. And it's right. just like... What year was it made? Uh, 2009. Oh, wow. That sounds like a movie from like the 70s. No. And there's two sequels to it, too. I don't even know why. but So don't recommend it. What do you give it? A... 10. I watched a movie called Reanimator. Yeah, Josh and I saw that. Classic. We saw it pre-Summer Fest, though, I think, so we didn't add it. I didn't add it. It was a little slow at first, but the last 45 to 30 minutes were, like, amazing, I thought. Yeah, it really got, uh, really picked up some steam. Lots of anti-CGI. Yeah, moments. Uh, I think it was just on there yesterday, actually. The guy with no head was awesome. Uh, his head rolls. The doctor, his... yeah. I think we talked about Reanimator on an old episode. Oh, no. no. I'm not sure. But there's a scene where, like, there's because there's a guy with it. He has a head on the table, and then his body's walking, and then, like, his body is dumb or something, and then the head rolls his eyes at the body, like, oh, you <laughs> idiot. You asshole. So, anyway, I gave that a 76. Yeah. Yeah, that was... That was pretty... There's some shocking scenes in that film. Yeah, definitely. All right. There's some good stuff in there, too. The next <laughs> movie, 
from 2011, Red State. This is a Kevin Smith film. Uh, yeah, I've always like almost watched that movie and uh-huh. then been like, yeah, it doesn't look great. <laughs> it's basically about like the God hates fags people. Uh, set in the middle oh, of yeah. America, set in Middle America, a group of teens receive an online invitation for sex, though they soon encounter fundamentalists with a much more sinister agenda. So they trick these kids into thinking they're gonna have sex, and then they they're like knocked out, and they wake up on stage at this like red state church, and say like, these fornicators deserve to be crucified, and like, and then there's uh, some cops show up because they. Somehow, it, and there's a, like a gunfight, and uh, I don't know. Not sure what to think after seeing it. Not sure if it was horror, but it could be argued either way. I think Kevin Smith is making interesting choices as a director. He's doing a. You know, I've seen any of his recent things. No. Yeah, I know I, he's I mean, the next movie he's making is called Moose Jaws, <laughs> and it's like Jaws <laughs> but a moose. You know, instead of a shark. So he's just like, yeah, I just feel compelled to make this movie. You know. Um, so yeah, Red I don't know State, why that um, title is hilarious. <laughs> and then I watched this movie, The Right, from 2011. It stars uh, R I T E. R I T E. Yeah. It stars Anthony Hopkins. It's got an exorcist film. I feel like I might have seen that. Yeah, I don't know. I gave Didn't it a 77. Um, American seminary student travels to Italy to take on an exorcism course. It's mm. kind of like whatever. Mm. Dime a dozen those exorcist yep. movies. Somebody wake up, Caleb, because we're on the S's. <laughs> oh, yeah, I told you to wake me up. Uh, let's see. Well, one of them... One of them Josh watched, and I watched along with him, and I had seen before, mm-hmm. but I didn't know if he was going to remember it or not. Yeah. To add it. Stitches? Yeah, it's on my list. Oh, okay. Stitches. You want to talk about it then? Go, you haven't talked. Go ahead. Okay. Stitches. Is it a clown thing? Yeah. It is. Yeah. It's a clown thing. Um, <laughs> it was 2012. Connor McMahon's the director. Um, basically, the beginning. This guy's like a... This guy's a party clown, clown. A party clown, yeah, and goes to a party at the beginning, and the kids are all like assholes to him, and they're like tying his shoes together and like throwing things at him, but he gets pushed, like tripped and pushed, and he lands on a knife, or he lands in like the dishes, and has like a big <laughs> knife sticking out of his face, so he dies, but I can't remember, is he like reincarnated somehow? He has, there's like this yeah. weird thing with an egg. It's like his soul is like in this egg, so they like they have this egg preserved. There's like this weird clown mythology yeah, like where clown clowns all have like this egg that contains their soul, and so like, <laughs> does this, it look like an Easter egg? This like no, cult like of clowns egg. like resurrect him more or yeah, less. Yeah, resurrects stitches the clown, and but oh. it's like 15 years later. So then he comes back to avenge his his own death against these kids that were at the party. Yeah, and now they're all like high schoolers. But there's a lot of funny like deaths. So it's just it. a series of kills yeah. after that point and yeah, a lot of them are pretty funny. There's one where he actually doesn't it's like a the kid's imagining it. But he's like in school and the professor comes over and just rips his penis off. <laughs> <laughs> like just like pulls the Sounds like I should watch this. Yeah. And then and he ties it into like a um, <laughs> 
<laughs> or he ties it onto like a balloon uh, animal? clown balloon animal and like floats it away. Or he kisses it. And then he like kisses the penis? Yeah, the bloody yeah. penis. <laughs> and then ties it to a balloon and like lets it float is away. Is it like a long erect penis or is it like a no. flaccid flopper? Yeah, flaccid <laughs> flopper. I mean the kid the kids in school. Like they're like, what does that mean? I mean, like they're in class, you know. So they didn't have a boner in class. You never yeah, had a boner in class. Before? Dude, I used to hold my lunchbox in front of my pants. <laughs> but that's like back in the days where you just get them randomly, you know. Right. Yeah, like, this is my life. Uh, now. This is my life. Think about that's like one of the only, like in real life, no one calls you to stand up in front of everybody, but in school, they do it all the time, <laughs> and you might have a boner. You know what I mean? I had to go up in front of the class all the time. With bonus? <laughs> no, no, but I try to get them. <laughs> <laughs> I want to make this awkward for everybody. Hey, man, a giant boner. Like, yeah, My favorite kill in Stitches was he takes his balloon pump and he mm. just like shoves it into the back of this kid's head and starts <laughs> like inflating and the kid's head just like expands and expands and expands like, like super big. And, like, his eyes get, like, super, like, tiny and, like, blown out. And then his head just, like... Speaking of this, I tried to watch It for this. Uh There's not a lot of eye movies, but uh, I couldn't find it anywhere. Is it, like, a TV movie? No, it is is fucking long. I actually haven't seen the movie. Amazon it or iTunes it? I don't do Amazon, but... uh, Oh, I couldn't find it. Mm. They're remaking it, actually. Really? Yeah. Um, I forget who they casted as the clown. Huh. It was someone. It was an interesting person. Anyways, all right, I got an S. Wait, what'd you give that one? Then? Stitches. Stitches. Uh, I gave it a sixty. That it's just like some good. bloody fun, but yeah, that's enough for me. Much more going yeah. on for it besides yeah. some fun kills. All right. Southbound is a movie from 2015. It's directed by four different people, all connected to VHS. It's kind of like... Mm. It's kind of like basically people on a road trip end up stumbling into hell by not really knowing it, you know? And it's four different directors because it'd be like... Imagine the movie where like it's Josh and Caleb walking and then they encounter this fucked up thing. And then, like, Caleb survives and then walks into a bar. And it's a new fucked up thing. And then one person in the bar goes outside and encounters this third thing. So, you know, they're kind of... It's like four parts. Yeah. uh, Yeah. Basically... How was it? uh, I thought it was good. Some of the stories were better than others. Just just like these movies you're talking about. They're like ABCs of Death and stuff. Yeah, some are more hit interesting. Miss, yeah. Um, part of hell in the movie is the sense of being lost and just kind of helpless, not knowing where you came from. Uh, but the stories don't really have a, that much of a connection. So, yeah, that was good. Gave it an 81. There you go. One more for S is a movie that I just wanted to watch because of its title, and that is... From 1977, Satan's Cheerleaders. <laughs> <laughs> I actually tried to watch that what happened? when I first got Shudder and I was bored within like 10 minutes and turned it off. So the janitor at a local high school is actually the scout for a coven of Satanists on the lookout for a virgin to sacrifice. 
uh, one day kidnaps the cheerleading squad to use for their rituals. However, unbeknownst to the devil worshippers, one of the cheerleaders is actually a witch and has plans of her own for the Satanists. So the purpose of this movie seemed to be to show these four cheerleaders hopping around wearing small amounts of clothes. You know? <laughs> yeah. uh, not scary, mildly entertaining for being of an era where you could get away with certain kinds of stupid things without justifying them in any way. I'd still watch this over Uncle Sam. <laughs> so I gave it a 49. Josh, do you have any more? Answers? I'm out. I'm out of my whole list, actually. Well, guess who's coming out with the ninth inning, another S title? Not Josh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's me, it's me then. I got another S. What do you got? Let me just say, Bagul is back. Wait. I don't know what you're talking about. Sinister 2? Sinister 2, yeah. How was that? Uh, I didn't like it as much as the first one. No way. Would you watch it? Should I watch it? Um, I'm watching it anyway. Yeah, for, B- for Bagul's sake. I mean, Bagul is just like a part of my life, you know? Right? <laughs> it's like Bagul every day. You so. watch that movie just so you could say just, Bagul on the yeah. podcast. Just so they could say Bagul. All right, yeah. Um, yeah, this came out in 2015. Uh, so, you guys remember, uh, what do they call him in the first one? The detector, or the detective, I'm sorry. I don't know. Detector who, what's his name or something? You know, he never called him by his name. But he's like the guy that was helping Ethan yeah. Hawke. So this one's about him. He like knows what's going on now, and he's like trying to stop the cycle of. And by Bagul knows what's the... going on is to recap. Oh yeah, the, for the non-sister. The Bagul is like a a, pe- a pagan deity that uses kids to like kill people. Like all these kids kill all their families and film it and leave it for like the next family to watch. Right. Um, so does, wait, wait. So after Sinister. in the first one, he finds Ethan Hawke's family. So right. He, you know. So now, he, and he like kind of was in on it, or like he knew what was going on with Ethan Hawke. Uh huh. So now he's spending the whole second movie trying to like stop the cycle, because in the first one, you know, every time the family would move to a new house, they carry it on. Yeah, they carry it on. So he's been going around burning all these houses down. Like he's doing all his research, finding out where these are happening. Uh, but then he like. There's a family, a mom and her two kids that move into the house before he can burn it. So he's kind of stuck there. Um, Does he help them? Yeah, he helps them. I mean, that's kind of the boring part. But there's another, there's, <laughs> you know, they have all these snuff films. There's a couple good ones again. Oh, I mean, that was kind of the only good part of yeah. Sinister One. Well, yeah. that sounds like something like, I'd watch. So, yeah, I mean, you remember, they were like pretty eerie, yeah. those first ones. There's, I think there's five in this one. Six, sorry. I won't talk about all of them because some of them are boring, but first one is called Fishing Trip, you know, because they all have their little right. titles. And the kid strings his parents, like, over, like, this bayou and has them hanging upside down. And then this gator is, like, swimming around and just, oh. like, jumps up out of the water and is, like, shaking them. That's was, cool. Oh, yeah. And, like, eats them. Uh, there's one where he like just this one was really boring. He just puts him in the snow and lets him freeze to death outside. <laughs> yeah, it's <laughs> like, arguably not even murder. <laughs> I know. Um, there's a kitchen remodel one where he like shocks them all, um, and then part of the house that they're in for the movie there is like a church that's like attached to it that everyone got killed at. This one, they like tie up all the family members in like a pentagram. Mm-hmm. Put rats on their chests 
and then put like a pot, <laughs> like a kitchen pot over the rat. So the rat's like trapped oh, between the pot and wait, the chest. And then they light it? Yeah, then he lights it. Is, so, that, is that in Game of Thrones? I don't know. You there's know some, about this There's though, some huh? movie where they did that. And so the rats. Wait, what do they light? They, they light the they pot. Put, they, they make it hot. So the rat wants to get away from the hot part. And so they like they dig do, into they the body. Burrow, like through the body out. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so there's, you know, there's some cool slash like, you know, disturbing snuff film type stuff again. There's one where this guy takes a drill and he's just like drilling into his mouth. Like he's drilling his teeth. Ooh, Josh hates the yeah, teeth. Yeah, I thought of Josh in that one. But uh, I gave it a 55. Hmm. It's 13 on Rotten Tomatoes. I thought that was going to be our lowest. I but. feel like your scores are a little too low, my friend. For movies you don't hate. That's just me. Hey, I'm not judging. Yeah. yeah I'm not, <laughs> I mean, I, I am, don't but know. whatever. Yeah. I'll give a shit what I say. But, uh, so yeah, it's okay. If you, I would, I would watch it for Bagul. I'm pretty sure there's a part where they're... It's kind of hard to, to hear, but like there's music in the background during one of the killings, and I think they're saying, it's like kind of like trancey, culty music. There's a lot of Bagul talking it, which, yeah, which, let's be honest, is why I watched it. All right. Well, guys, I have five movies left. I have none. Yeah, I'm out now, too. All right. I win. Right. Take us home. T put a, put us out of our misery. Tucker and Dale versus Evil. Mm, that's a good one. I love that movie. Yeah. I did too. That's a good one. Uh, so basically, Tucker and Dale are on vacation. These two redneck fellas at a dilapidated mountain cabin when they are attacked by a group of preppy college kids. So the constantly everything they do seems like they are these killer rednecks when really they're like good-hearted and mm-hmm. they keep on. There's a scene where, like, a, one of the preppy kids, like, charges at him. And he, like, steps out of the way, and the kid just, like, jumps into a wood chipper. Yeah. Yeah. And he's like, oh, my God. Like, what are you doing? And they're, like, convinced, like, all these preppy kids are trying to commit suicide. And, like, <laughs> um, so, yeah. That's Dove into the wood chipper. Uh, Tucker tries to pull the kid out, and the remaining college kid. They look over and think they're pushing they think him in. He's trying to like put him in. <laughs> yeah. So that's just the whole movie. I give it an eighty-three. Ah, oh, dude, come that's, on. Yeah, that's hey, if you wanna, because right now the Standing Axe Brother score. I'm gonna take all this shit and add it up. The Standing Axe Brother score is eighty-three. So if you want to make it better, I would give Tucker and like, Dale like a ninety-four. Wow, people, I'm, I'm speechless. So the, you mean the average of all scores is an 83? Well, no, just because I'm the only one that scored it. It's an 83. Oh, but Josh says you, you give it 94. Oh. I love that movie. Yeah, I can't remember it well enough to give it a... But probably at least a The jokes are 90. so perfect. All right, now here's a movie that I think... See, it says I gave this movie a 75, and I'm going to go with that. But this movie <laughs> definitely stuck with me. It's a little movie from 2014 called Tusk, mm. directed by Kevin Smith also. So when a podcaster, Wallace Brighton, goes missing in the backwoods of Manitoba while interviewing a mysterious seafarer named Howard Howe, his best friend Teddy and girlfriend Allison team up with an ex-cop to go look for him. I went back and forth on watching this movie, but some sites call it a comedy and some call it a horror. Some call it a comedic horror. So I had to see for myself. 
Anybody call it a horrible it's, comedy? It's definitely connected to... Okay. It's definitely got a, uh, a human centipede thing to it, where basically this guy had a good relationship with a walrus, so then he kidnaps this guy. Does it show the walrus? The, the, the walrus? <laughs> the guy converted to a walrus? No, no, no. Does it show the... You just said a guy has a good relationship with a walrus. Yeah. What does that look like? Well, no, like this guy was stranded <laughs> on an island and there was a walrus and he was like, okay, this is the crazy thing about this. Check this out. I'm just going to read my notes because this is, check this out. Okay. Wait, wait, where? So going in, I think it's taking the idea of human centipede and making a walrus version of that. Right. After watching it, definitely not a comedy. It's like a horror film made by a comedic director. Like a horse. <laughs> what? Listen you up. said this one. Caleb. <laughs> it's like a horror film made by a comedic director, which it is. That doesn't want to go full horror. It just is really odd that this film exists. It's born to be a cult classic in 20 years. But here's the thing. At the end of the film, they refer you to Smodcast episode 259, where Kevin Smith and Scott Mosier discuss and develop the idea for the film on the podcast. So like, what if we did the film? Because they find a real article, a real want ad from a guy who says, I had a really good relationship with a walrus <laughs> and I'm looking for a roommate. And here's the deal. You have to live as a walrus for like four hours out of the day. You can't speak to me. I have a suit for you to wear. In the rest of the time, you can do what you want, but... I need this four hours. And, and they were like, they developed it into like a crazy human centipede type story. But listen to that Smodcast episode because it's 249. You know that? Huh? Go ahead. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> it's basically what Josh's living situation is right now. Oh, yeah? <laughs> no, it's oh, not at that all. made me nervous. <laughs> uh, so, yeah, I gave it a 75, but it's a cult classic vibe. Okay, three more movies, guys. W, we are still here. So we missed uh, U and V? Yeah. That's right. And X and Z. So we are still here. I watched the original version of this. No, wait. You're thinking about something else. I'm thinking of We Are What We Are, which I watched the original version of. It's basically a cannibalistic family where their patriarch dies and they decide uh, they have to nominate basically you're, someone in the family. You're talking about we are what we are right yeah. now, not we're still here. Right. We are what we are. And they need to nominate someone to go get the meat, basically, for their family. Mm. Uh, interesting premise, but I found this movie super boring. Uh I picked it because I thought it would be definitely gruesome, possibly terrifying, but it was just boring. boring. The, in the original, the dad is dead. He's around at the beginning, but he like dies for just some bullshit reason. Like he's like walking oh. by a store and he gets mugged and ends up dying. You said the original is the, the foreign film. Yeah, yeah, I think it's because the, the right? well, the remake it looks like a father and two girls. Yeah, see, this is like mom and dad. Two older boys, an older girl, 
And they're like trying, mm. and the dad dies, and then they're trying to figure out who's gonna become okay the, the new breadwinner. So to I speak. liked the remake quite a bit. Yeah, it lo- it sounds like a cool premise. It sounds like the kind of thing you could hear and be like, that would be awesome. Yeah, the remake, the dad is around, like he's alive through the whole film, right? And he's kind of still there, like a cannibalistic family, but he's like training the daughters on how to like. Carved and, and clean like a human, basically. Mm. Huh. And then we are still here from 2015 in the cold, wintry fields of New England. A lonely old house wakes up every 30 years and demands sacrifice. Uh, you, you saw this, Josh? Yeah. It's an interesting premise. Um, the town has embraced the house as this cursed thing that every so often needs to feed. Um, yeah, I thought it was pretty good. I gave it yeah. a 77. So how does uh, it feed? It's just like... there. Well, there there is like beings that are like... It's hard to say if they're ghosts that materialize. They kind of look like the monsters from the fog. It's like the... I don't even remember, but could be. But yeah. I'm looking yeah. At I don't know. They're kind of like incendiary, like fiery ash yeah. people. Yeah, they look like they've been burned up. Yeah. All right, and the last movie of our summer of horror is if you're going to watch a movie. Oh, this is it. Watch this one. You're going to let me down right now. I know it. <laughs> You're next. Oh, yeah. 2011. I, I, I couldn't find it recently because you said we should all watch it. Yeah, I watched it again last night because people wanted to watch a scary movie. And I gave this, well, I'll tell you what I gave it. but. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. I've seen it, yeah. I forgot which one we're talking about. The Davison's family reunion goes awry when their home comes under siege by a mask-wearing team of crossbow-bearing assailants. Yeah. The cover of this film always made me think of Saw because there's it looked like a pig mask, but it's like yeah. a wolf. And because the bad guys wear wolf and sheep masks. Uh, I cannot recommend this movie enough. <laughs> Don't read any synopsis besides the one that I just gave you from iTunes because a lot of them kind of spoil... What happens? There's a death in this movie. It's kind of uncharacteristic of the movie, but it's super gnarly. Josh would probably think it's funny. The blender. The blender. Right? Yeah. Well, base. Should we say? Yeah. There's a blender. There's a blender, and blender you die. <laughs> We're not gonna give more than that. But I gave a serious O face for it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Why do you always say O face? Because when it happens, you're just like, oh, and your face is definitely an O. Okay. For all the reasons that a person says that a movie is good, this movie <laughs> satisfies those. So, I mean, it's funny. It truly is scary. It's gnarly. It's creepy. It's clever. It's gory. Remind and me who directed it? Adam Wingard. He yeah. also he's also the writer. Uh, he, he did, did Blair, Blair, Witch, Blair Witch, yeah. yeah. yeah the new one. Mm-hmm. And he'll be doing the American remake of I Saw the Devil. Hmm. Did you guys see that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't say I liked it very oh. much. Uh, there's even a song to this movie. I mean... I don't remember that. How? Why is that the movie's song? They kill someone in this house while they're playing it. Remember. And they leave that song on repeat. And then a few times they go back to the house, and that's it's like days later, and that song is still playing. Oh, okay. 
And it's kind of eerie because it's got this echo to it. But anyway, for all the reasons I said, <laughs> I give Watch this movie it. a 100. What? what? When I watched it. I was like, from no angle do I think anybody could find something wrong with this movie. <laughs> I'm laying Challenge it down there. Accepted. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going to watch, watch it, it again. <laughs> if you truly, you know, do whatever you want, everybody out there. But if you can f- honestly find a reason, a problem with this movie, socially, uh, horror, I mean, every, every angle, I think. You think it's the perfect movie, huh? Would you watch it again right now? Uh, you just watched it last night, right? I just watched it last night for the second time. It's hard to say if I watch it again right now. <laughs> I wouldn't. I wouldn't be totally bummed if, like, because I gotta go after this. But like, <laughs> <laughs> but if you guys were like, if we happen to have time, and you're like, you you sold us on this movie, I'd be like, all right, I'll, I'll like stick around. drink and kind of pay half attention and enjoy it. You know, <laughs> and not do what you're supposed to be doing. Right. <laughs> oh right. yeah, man. Damn, we made it through. Good thing Caleb and I didn't watch very many movies. <laughs> <laughs> well, what's the new format? We I kind of wish I would have watched more, but so we, well, we'll talk we'll in the talk. future. I should have spread we'll out be... my letters better. Two S's, two H's. I mean, maybe we'll do like five each next time. Uh, maybe, we'll figure it maybe out. Maybe we'll pick a few movies here and there to always have in common, and then we'll have a yeah. few free movies where we can branch out. Who knows what we'll do? Who knows? It's just so open right now. <laughs> <laughs> Hi, everyone. Gabe here. So we do know what we're doing next time around. We're going to go back to covering one film per episode. However, there's going to be a new segment where we briefly cover the films we have been watching recently so next week next time rather tune in and we will be covering gizmo's pick of gremlins 2 all right back to the show all right well you got any last words yeah any other mother brothers news or ass brother news always brothers no no we'll try to get together when we can but uh, we're trying. We're trying to figure out. I think. I think our old format is done now. Of baby stepping through movies, maybe. Oh, Josh says maybe. I mean, if we can't meet regularly, you then trying to yeah. pull a mutiny, Josh? No. All right. All right. All right. The end. Till next time. Bye. 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 Happy Halloween. <laughs> Thanks to Daryl for helping us out today. Yeah. We're, did we say we're in the Razor Cake Studios? We, we did, did not. Thanks, Razor Cake Studios. Daryl's facilitating for us. Sit, boo-boo, sit. Good dog. You data fucker.